Function in the Elderly has been in the news all year due to COVID-19. Immune function decreases in the elderly for a variety of reasons. Well, welcome to the Nurse Tutor Podcast. This is from the editor of Critical Care Nursing Made Incredibly Easy, myself, David Woodruff. Tips and time savers and useful and understandable information are what we strive to achieve here in this podcast. Immune changes in the elderly include a decrease in the amount of stem cells that are being produced in the bone marrow. This will lead to a decrease in both lines of the immune system. The first line of defense, which is inflammation, is also the cells in those system are also produced by those stem cells. So we're going to have less functional inflammation and possibly more dysfunctional inflammation as the inflammation is no longer controlled quite as well as our patients age. The other side of the immune system, which is the adaptive side, is also going to have a decrease. This is our B cells and T cells. These are the very specific types of cells that are going to be taking care of bacteria, viruses, fungi, etc. So they're going to target specific types of infection and so that we can have that kind of specific immunity. In addition to having decreased cell function and cell production, we're also going to have the overproduction of cells on the myeloid side of that immune response. That's the inflammatory side. And the overproduction on the inflammatory side means we're going to start to have inflammation where there shouldn't be. In other words, auto-inflammation. And that's where some of these disease processes come from, like atherosclerosis, arthritis, type 2 diabetes, obesity, etc. Those things are all parts of the function of the overproduction of that inflammatory response. Now, because the adaptive immunity is weakened, and that's the side that contains the B cells and the T cells, the ones that are very specific to specific types of problems, immunizations will be less effective. And you may have noticed that already, that you give a different type of injection for the flu shot to the elderly than we do to younger people because we need a stronger dose because their immune system isn't as likely to build up the response that it should with a weaker dose. The chance for latent reinfections will start to emerge. So somebody who maybe had chickenpox when they were a child, that may reemerge. And oftentimes we would call that shingles if it reemerges in that form. But it's because that adaptive side of the immune system is losing some of its function. And so it may not have the same kind of surveillance that it did when that person was younger. Because of the decreased surveillance, we can also see an increase in the risk for cancer. So cancers tend to happen a lot more in our elderly population because the immune system is not watching as much for it. There's not as many cells out there looking for those cancer cells and destroying them before they start to cause problems. Remember, again, that cancer is just an abnormal cell growth. So for some reason, the cell did not produce like it was supposed to. It didn't turn into a colon wall cell, and the cell became a cancerous cell. Now, normally your body's immune system would identify that and attack it and get rid of it. But when we have decreased immune function, those cells then may be allowed to reproduce and to grow, and then we have a cancer. 
immune-based therapies may not be as effective either because we're not having that same level of immune response. And then lastly, we may also see an increase in nonspecific inflammation. So specific inflammation is you twist your ankle and you know, sprain your ankle and, and you get redness, swelling, pain, etc. in the area. And that's because of inflammation. And the inflammation is trying to get blood down to the area so that you can have blood cells try to uh, heal up the, the injury. And the, we're getting some swelling in there to try to make sure that you're not moving it as much and those kind of things. So, But what happens then if our immune system isn't working right is that nonspecific inflammation starts to attack healthy tissue. And that's where we get atherosclerosis and arthritis and some of these other immune problems later in life. When pathogens do enter the body, we can see an abnormal increase in inflammation because we have cytokine release, and it also stimulates these pro-inflammatory mediators to cause more inflammation. So when people become sick with uh, some kind of an illness or injury, what can happen is that the inflammation gets a little bit out of control, and we see some progression maybe in their arthritis or atherosclerosis, etc., this heightened inflammation, long-term, is going to cause those problems we've already talked about with atherosclerosis, insulin resistance, type 2 diabetes, arthritis, adiposity, and alterations in the gut bacteria. And those alterations in gut bacteria can lead to the patient developing colon cancers and other type of autoimmune disease in the colon. So why on earth does this happen? Well, Inflammation is going to cause some negative consequences. Those include oxidative stress. You may have heard of this before, the production of oxygen-free radicals and, and those kind of things. So that causes an oxidative stress. And the short answer to that is, is that oxygen-free radicals attack healthy tissue. They're designed to attack bacteria and kill bacteria as part of our first line of defense. But if we're producing too many of them, there isn't enough bacteria to kill, so they start to kill healthy tissue. And that's where we get these autoimmune types of processes from. Protein damage is going to occur to our cells. The cell tissue and organs will start to become damaged as a result of oxidative stress and protein damage. And these things may continue to contribute to your patient becoming frail, losing some of their function, and even early death. And of course, all of these changes lead to more inflammation, kind of a vicious cycle. So what are some strategies that you can use to help your patients to be able to decrease their inflammation? Well, we use a lot of medications for this, such as corticosteroids, either locally or systemically. We can use antihistamines if it's the uh, type of uh, inflammation that is causing allergic problems. Uh, Nonsteroidal anti-inflammatories are also used, especially in arthritis. Disease-modifying anti-rheumatic drugs, immunosuppressants, and monoclonal antibodies. Hearing a lot about that in the news lately, monoclonal antibodies. And those may be helpful to boost the immune system for those people who do not um, produce enough B cells and T cells to be able to fight off a specific type of infection. But it just doesn't have to be just drugs. I mean, obviously, it can be other things, too, that are going to help our patient to be able to combat some of this increase in inflammation. Diet. Okay, and keep in mind that there's certain things in the diet that are going to increase inflammation, like red meats and dairy, and certain things in the diet that decrease inflammation, like berries, broccoli, and fatty fish. We also want to encourage our patients to exercise. Uh, exercise will help to decrease inflammation. 
reduce any inflammatory triggers that they know of. So maybe it's a certain, you know, the diet, obviously, a lack of exercise. Other things that can cause inflammation maybe is allergies. So I want to try to avoid those as much as possible. Immunizations. Encourage those inf- immunizations. You know, the, people have a lot of mixed feelings about immunizations. There's been a lot of conspiracy theories, et cetera, about immunizations. And we want to make sure that nurses get the message out there about what immunizations are about and what they really do. Avoid infected people and avoid smoking and excessive alcohol. Uh, Though the last one ought to seem pretty straightforward, smoking and alcohol, uh, those things do increase inflammation. And so that's going to contribute to all of these problems in your patient. For more information about inflammation, see our YouTube video entitled Acute Inflammation on The Nursing Prof at YouTube. So in closing... Inflammation and immunity change during aging. Our goal is to boost the immunity and reduce the inflammation. Teach these concepts to your patient. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and get guaranteed results from the certification coach by going to thenursingprof.com. Thanks for joining me. My name is David Woodruff. Until next time.